Good morning. You know, it's a new year. I am pumped beyond, I don't know, recognition. Uh, This year has started off with a tremendous bang and a little bit of sadness, but we're going to talk more about the bang today than the sadness. And I am honored to have with me my co-host with the most. I wish this was actually in video, folks, because she really, really makes me look a lot better when I'm in the same shot with her. Uh, just a beautiful person inside now. Lori Fuse with me today. Hi, Lori. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Jimmy. Oh, I tell you, it's always a good morning. Like, start it with you, Lori. That's all I know. I tell you, <laughs> you're what. too kind. Lori, you Lori too I kind. asked Lori, I said, Hey, Lori, what's the most exciting thing you look forward to on these? She goes, My morning coffee. And me, I go, I decided to just see Lori, you know, and share a few minutes oh. with her. So I know where I stand behind coffee, which everybody yes. does. Lori's yes. coffee one, everybody else two. That's kind of how it works. No. As long as yeah, as long as you know that you're just you're very very close, but you're still second to the coffee. Yes, just you know what I can just see the golden ring. I just can't touch it. That's the way it is, folks. That's yes. how close I am. Hey, you know um, what I said as in the intro. We're talking a little bit about sadness, but we're going to talk about some big positive things that happened. And and Lori and I have a show for you today that I think will not only touch your heart, but hopefully it will inspire your mind and motivate you to seek out a higher level of life for each of you that are listening. Thank you again for listening. It's another new year. We're coming up on our three year mark. This is awesome. And yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, I'm going, wow, we've been doing this now for this is our third year we're going into. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't seem like it, Laura. It seemed like this has just been a few months because it just flies by. Well, when you're having fun, time flies. Uh, There it is. I knew there was something coming out. (laughs) I love that idea. Hey, I want to visit with you today. Lori came up with a great topic today. I'm going to give her total credit for this, but um, I want to join her and add a little bit of color to this if I can. She has, as I do, um, really respected the life of the great icon, Betty White, recently passed this last week. Uh, Betty White, though, had such a storied career, such a storied life, and we wanted to sit down and analyze what could we learn uh, from such a wonderful lady, not just, you know, set aside her acting capabilities and so forth. She was such a great, prolific supporter of animals and uh, those kinds of things for humankind. We're going to get into some of that in just a moment. But Lori got a great title, and I love this. It's everything I need to know. I learned. I learned from, from Betty White. White. I love that. <laughs> well, Lori, hey, let's just jump into this a few minutes. So, why do you think people loved Betty White so much? Well, I think that she was just an honest, open, genuine person. First of all, I think that that's really one of the best things you can be. I think we all want to be that we strive to be that, but we kind of get bogged down in different phases of life. I don't think that she ever wavered from that from the time. If you look at her career from the very beginning, she was very adamant and open about, I want to get along with people. I want to be kind to people. I want to like people because I want to be liked myself. And that was an open genuine, honest answer. And who better to facilitate kindness and and humility and laughter than Betty White? I mean, it, it's it's so fun to talk about her, even though now she's passed. I, I told Jimmy when I came up with this idea that just in the last several days, it's been refreshing to hear so many people tell stories about her life and her impact and her legacy the things that she's managed to accomplish in an over 80-year career, 
incredible. Never stopped working, but never stopped enjoying the journey and the ride and was always so grateful and so gracious and so humble. And I think that those are things that, you know, we've talked about that on on the podcast before. You know, we want people to remember our legacy and talk about the impacts that we made on the world and what a better role model to emulate those things and what a better person to look up to, uh, to be able to say, I want to be like Betty White. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, you know, I always remembered some of her early shows. I mean, I was really young and it might've been the re might've been the reruns that I saw this in, but the Mary Tyler Moore show was one of her breakout series that she had. If I remember right back in like the early seventies, perhaps maybe late sixties. I can't recall when it was, I was a very young lad. Uh, Lori wasn't even a gleam in her dad's eye. I mean, I'll just be honest with you, as young as <laughs> but she I have was. seen the show. <laughs> I've seen you, the show. But you know, she could play such a comedic role and do it with such panache to me. It was just, just fascinating to watch. She also had other shows that I really enjoyed. I mean, who could not enjoy an episode, at least one of the Golden Girls? Now, come on, Lori. Oh, absolutely. I, I saw a meme uh, again a couple of days ago that just, it was a drawing of all four of the Golden Girls, and they were hugging, and it had the pearly gates and Peter welcoming Betty into the circle. And I just, it, I, I don't know, I got like sad but happy because the Golden Girls, everybody has a favorite episode. Everybody has a favorite Golden Girl. Um, that show, definitely one for the history books. You know, and they made her character. I love how she just takes the writers and just looks at them face, just face on. And her character was a ditzy blonde older lady (laughs) and it's so unlike her in the real world i mean very articulate very smart intellectual this lady had it going on but that showed you the depth that she could play a role and do it some honesty i mean do it just honest out right Mm -hmm. now i've got to be honest with you so i'm going to mention something i had a little bit of a crush when i was a kid on this lady that worked with her on uh on hot in cleveland valerie bertinelli i mean come on (laughs) Girl next door. She's just a sweetheart out of Louisiana. Just a great kid. Gorgeous girl. But when I was a kid watching TV uh, sitcoms, man, I did not miss a day of her show back in the day when she first broke out. And uh, now she's on Hot in Cleveland or was, you know, on Hot in Cleveland until COVID hit, kind of messed things up for them. But uh, I will tell you, uh, she said that Betty White was the consummate professional in front of and behind the camera. I mean, she wanted to hit her marks. She wanted to do it right. She wanted to give the people what they deserve, which was her utmost best. And that's where you and I were talking before the show. We can glean some very positive traits that might help us in life from the wonderful life of Betty White. So what do you think are one of those things you picked up on out of her life, Lori? I think adaptability. In 80 years in a career, you have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to adapt. And she did all of those things. She started out in television very young. In fact, she was so popular early on in her career when she was just out of high school because she was one of the first people on television. And back then, people were fascinated by this, you know, little box that they had in their home that they'd never experienced before. And then, you know, moving forward, she would do comedic roles, serious roles. And she just learned how to adapt. And I I definitely think, and she did it with humor. Uh, And what a better attribute to have. Uh, We talk about, you know, we can't take life so seriously. When we have curveballs or we have things that don't go our way or we have to reset or rethink, you know, how to get to a goal, we have to adapt. And she 
definitely learned how to do that. She was still relevant in her 50s, her 60s, her 70s, her 80s, and people wanted to work with her. Um, I read somewhere earlier this week where she probably fielded 20 to 25 gigs a week. Uh, just people that wanted to have her on their show or have a guest role or book her to speak or participate at one of their events. Uh, what what an incredible thing to be able to do in your life. I mean, who wouldn't want those uh, opportunities? But she didn't get there without being uh, being able to adapt. Oh, I agree. I love that word, too. I will say this. So keep in mind, her career started in 1940. Two months out of high school, she's on TV singing songs and doing things with one of her classmates I read in 1940. So I've got to be honest with you, we weren't even in World War II at this point, but the world was in turmoil. And here comes Betty White dancing and singing on TV. And as you said, you know, she was the one of the first TV appearance people on, on TV. And, and you say, people say, well, she was a star. I'm going to tell you what, 1941, 42, she may not have been known yet. But in the 50s and 60s and 70s, when she hit Mary Tyler Moore, she became the star on TV, man. Like you said, everybody wanted her after that. She just set the tone for what good acting should be, you know. Uh, You know, one of the things that intrigues me about her life was I I love the fact she just genuinely enjoyed her life. So, you know, she talks about in some interviews, there weren't always good days, uh, good times, excuse me, but she always had good days. And what she meant by that, she said, was, is, you know, I can sit here and say, well, woe is me and the days are tough. And, oh, I didn't get the acting part I tried out for audition for. Uh, Or I could sit here and say, hey, you know what? I got to learn something I didn't do well. I'll do it differently next time and go on. Goes back to your adaptability, but also goes to the fact of her attitude. So my word's going to be, if you're going to use adaptability, mine's going to be attitude. She had such a great honest attitude with herself. Now, you know, there's one person you can never fool in this world, Lori. Some people may fool people out in the world. You can never fool yourself. The worst thing you could ever do is lie to yourself about something about you while looking in that mirror. And I feel like what I've read about her and studied on her just in the last week, she really loved life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I definitely think that she loved life. And one of the quotes that I love that I've heard recently several times in a couple of different interviews, uh, just with playing sound bites of her. And she says, it's your outlook on life that counts. If you take yourself lightly and don't take yourself too seriously, pretty soon you can find the humor in everyday life. And sometimes it can be a lifesaver. It's so true. That is just awesome. That is a great quote. You know, one other thing, Lori, uh, that you liked about her, what would that be? You know, one of the things that we want to talk about women and how they have been pioneers in a certain movement. I mean, obviously I'm a woman, I'm, you know, you have daughters, so you understand. Um, One of the great things that I find about her career is that she was able to do things and she did not care if she had backlash. She didn't care if she had being canceled. Um, Early on in the 1950s during the civil rights movement, on one of the shows that she was actually hosting, she brought in an African-American male performer and he was a phenomenal dancer and she did not care what the network said. They allowed him to perform and shortly after, I, I believe the show was canceled and she did not regret that at all. And I think that she was a bit, a bit ahead of her time. Uh, for thinking that and having that mindset while the world wasn't ready to catch up with the way things were moving. 
But she was always pioneering in the way of saying, if you have talent, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what nationality. It just matters that you have talent. And so we need to make sure that we're telling young people the same thing. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you look like. Those things are immaterial into the talent in itself. And I love that about her. And I think that she was probably a pioneer in much more than just that. But that really sticks out in my mind. And one of the great things about that full circle moment later on in life in 2017, she actually hosted uh, a show called Little Big Shots, where kids with amazing talent at a young age were uh, invited to perform on television. And as a surprise, they brought back the gentleman that she had had perform back on her show in the 1950s. And he came out and surprised her. And just the look during that video clip of the look on her face. And he told her, you really changed my life. And you didn't change just my life. But you told every person that was like me at a time where we were being told no, that yes, there was a space and an arena for us. And I'm grateful for that. So what another just profound lesson to learn from Betty White. Oh, outstanding. I do want to quickly clarify one misstatement you said uh, about me. Uh, you said that I truly understand because I have daughters. Uh, I've got <laughs> news for you. I've been only married only 34 years to the same woman, never had another <laughs> wife, and two daughters, 25 and 21. And no, I still don't understand women. Uh, it's okay, though. <laughs> I've learned how to survive. <laughs> That's right. You have learned a few nuggets of information. I have learned when to go to my room and when not to, and when not to speak and when to. And I've also learned two famous words that have kept Dina and me in a very ravishing marriage for 34 years. And those are, yes, dear. Yes, dear. And so if you'll learn those people from Jimmy Williams straight from here, I'm telling you from experience, it works out well. No, on a serious note, you're absolutely right. I'd like to think, and I hope that people interpret this as I said and mean it, I'm pretty much racially agnostic. I, I, you know, people go, Hey, I want you to recognize me for my culture. I do recognize you for your culture, but I do think like you just said, Lori, the color of your skin means nothing to me in terms of your capabilities and how you treat people. That's the biggie to me is how you treat others and how you treat yourself and your family. I mean, that's the kicker in life, right? That, that is so true. Um, you know, and what a better lesson to learn and what a better, uh, attribute to try to emulate. I mean, we're all working towards being better every single day. We're all working towards being better in some facet of our life. And we have to remember to give ourselves a little bit of grace and know that we're human and we're going to make mistakes. But the fact that we inspire people to keep trying, I mean, that's, that's the main thing in current time. We just can't give up. You've got to try. And sometimes that success is going to be very, very minute and small. And sometimes you're going to have big, big failure, um, yeah. but that's okay. That's okay. And if you're Mrs. Williams, uh, you give uh, her husband a lot of grace. He has to have a lot of grace. <laughs> she is a saint. She, she is. is a, a saint. I've told you, Old Testament, she's just going to go straight to heaven, not even going to decease <laughs> on this earth. No expiration, just go straight up. Uh, so let me let me mention a couple other things I found. Lauren, give your input on these for me. She had a an approach to tackling only one day of life at a time. What do you think she meant by that? Oh. I would like to think that, you know, she knew that we always try to take on more than we probably should. Um, you know, just one foot in front of the other. Uh, I think it served her well. I mean, for 99 years, she was able to accomplish that goal one day at a time. 
Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing she always said was, she says, I can't change yesterday, so why sit and worry about it and fret over it? The jobs I didn't get, the parts I didn't get, the the show that got canceled, for example, whatever. You know, she just couldn't change any of that because today's the new day. So she tried to take every day and live it abundantly. That's another one of my words. So, so far, adaptability, you said, uh, attitude and abundant. I really think that those three words kind of help sum up so far her attitude in life and what really made her the great person, you know, disregard the fact that she was an actress, got a walk of fame star, disregard the fact she's got Emmys and all this stuff, disregard all that. And just say, what kind of person was she? She lived life abundantly. You know, I mean, that's just to me, a very important thing we all should learn that we can't sit here and just worry about what didn't work, but we should focus on what we do have working and what can work if we just keep pursuing it. So I love this one thing too. I, um, I always had that she uh, looked at things, no matter what they were, with a sense of humor. What do you think about that when I say Betty White's sense of humor? Are those well, uh, they're, words they're that go together? <laughs> I, I absolutely think that they are words that go together. Um, I, but the, the, the thing that I probably gleaned from that, you know, what would Betty White do? I, she would laugh. She would, you know, have a sense of humor. And I feel like sometimes myself included a lot. I take things so serious. I spend so much time um, wanting things to be a certain way. I want things to be good for everybody. I want things to be good in my life, my personal life, my professional life, my job, my career, my friends circle. Um, and that's a great reminder. We we need to laugh. We need to have a good sense of humor and, and we get lost in that. And I am probably the worst. I, I probably have more wrinkles going. You can't see them, but I, I can count them now. These wrinkles um, for where I take things too seriously and I don't laugh enough. I need to laugh more. Folks, her her face is as smooth as a porcelain glass. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Young people worried about wrinkles. Oh. Hey, hey, look at me. You know what? A lady went up to me one day. She's one of those anesthetitians, and she said, you know, I was thinking about talking to you about Botox, but I just don't have a shovel big enough, okay? Uh. So I'm telling you. <laughs> That's the age I'm getting, right? Uh, so, you know, one thing I love, too, about uh, Betty White's approach to life and what we need to learn from her is that she didn't keep score. Now, think about the gentleman you said she brought on a show at a very divided time in our history of this country, and she brought an African-American on her show, and then the show gets canceled, but she had no regrets of that. The gentleman came back later and danced for her in another show and later in life and said how much she had changed his life and the impact she had had. But keep in mind, she didn't go, oh, yes, I helped him get to where he is today. I helped him get started. So often we need to bite our tongues when we see people that we may have, if you will, not given the hand out, but given a hand up. And then we go claim some of their success. You know, that's not where we need to be as humans. We need to not keep score of everything we do in life. What's your thoughts? I There's a great quote about that. And, and you've spent a lot of time mentoring and mentoring is by far one of my favorite things to do. Um, and the quote goes something along the lines of, you know, a great mentor doesn't expect you to come back and say you were a great mentor because they know that you're going to go on and do great things. Um, it's important. It's so important. Uh, just being humble and, and just doing the work because you want to do the work. And if it turns out great, awesome. And then you know that that has happened and you can keep that. But being humble is, is it's 
a struggle for a lot of people. And it's probably a struggle for myself as well at, at different points in life, because you want to be excited. You want to be happy about accomplishments, but there's a fine line between, you know, being boastful and being bragging and then, you know, trying to really rein that in and be humble. And so um, it, it's, it's a daily walk. It's another one of those things that you keep in your toolbox and you say, Oh, okay, well, I, I need to, you know, rein it in a little bit and just sometimes be a cheerleader for other people. And I think Betty was great at that. Um, I saw an interview this week with Keenan Thompson, who's one of the longest running uh, cast members for Saturday Night Live. And he talked about how she literally walked through every sketch with them and she was high-fiving and she was happy and she was, you know, patting people on the back. And they were all just in shock because they were learning from her at the same time she was learning from them. Um, and it, it was great. He said that she's one of the very few hosts that they had that at two 30 in the morning, she was still partying at the after party and got a standing ovation from everybody at the after party. So I, I think that's another testament to her uh, being humble. I, I don't know that she, she probably knew how important and how significant her contributions to the entertainment world were but she always managed to do it in a graceful way. You know, humility, I think, was one of her biggest traits. And and I got to tell you, you brought up Saturday Night Live. I'm not as big a fan as when it was in the 70s. When they first came out of that, I just laughed. I couldn't miss a Saturday evening. I mean, we had to be watching this at 1030. It came on as a blast. But there is one skit that the gentleman does you mentioned. And <laughs> it's called Jeopardy. I'm not going to give it his full name, but it's the Jeopardy oh. skit. I have laughed my head off. The one with Tom yes. Hanks on there just cracked me up. But anyway, uh, they have some really good guests on there. But, you know, one thing, too, I love that that she did for us is she did show that humility. But at the end of the day, you're, you're absolutely right. She could be a mentor. We can be a mentor to someone and know that within ourselves is the reward, not outwardly where there is everyone seeing all the trophies of life and so forth and the riches they gain. I want to share something that I read about Betty White. So she left a trust, as I understand, uh, for her dogs. Now, this may sound a little odd to those of us in certain parts of the world, but when you have an animal you just love like part of your children, and she had no other children, so she had two dogs. And what happened was she cared so deeply for animals and dogs. She would just adopt pets. I mean, they didn't have to be purebred. She just adopted pets if she felt they needed a home. Well, these two dogs is what I understand. If it's true, I just read this is that she left a big part of her money, her wealth over $75 million. She left a big part of that to the support of her two dogs and required that they have luxury collars, luxury leashes, and that a uh, basically a valet or valid, as it said in England, and a housekeeper would be uh, employed for them their natural lives. So these dogs. <laughs> wow. What I love about that says, though, is that we need to get in unity with our fellow animals and, and everyone on the planet. Peace is something that she's sought in her life. And what a better way to build that than have two animals that love you unconditionally as, as puppies do. And so my point with that is, is I just love the fact that she had um, the mindset to seek peace in all things that she did. I just thought that was so cool. That is cool. What a legacy too. Uh, you know, she was very much well known uh, as um, an animal lover and a supporter of animals. 
Um, I, I think that she, I read that she had worked with numerous animal shelters and served on zoo boards and different things and just an animal lover and, and just how fun. I mean, and what a, what a way to say, I, I know that I, you know, you can't take it with you. And so why not leave it to a good cause? And I'm sure that in the coming days and years, we'll find out about, you know, other philanthropic efforts that, that she's, you know, made arrangements for, but and we all have that thing that's special to us, uh, the thing that we want to our legacy to go on and, and support. And hopefully we have done some financial, made some good financial decisions to be able to do that. And um, I don't know, like if I had to choose today, there would be so many organizations that I would want to give to. So I got a lot of work to do because I need to I need to make sure that I have all my ducks in a row so that oh, I can do I mean. that. You know, one thing, Lori, I, I just got to tell you, I could never uh, serve as a, a direct volunteer for an animal organization. And let me explain why, because I have this soft spot that I'd feel like I'd bring all of them home and Miss <laughs> yeah. Williams would kick me out and probably keep the pets. I mean, that's how that works. <laughs> you would be out in the doghouse and the animals would be in your house. Literally, literally <laughs> in the doghouse, literally. <laughs> So uh, to bring this to kind of a close a little bit, Lori, I think there's some things that Betty White did teach us. All we need to know, we learned from Betty White. A few of those things were her adaptability to the situations in which she found herself, her attitude of gratitude, as well as just keeping great humor in her life, finding the good in all things. She thought abundantly, helped those causes and just helped those people that she could help not really recognizing any on her own accolades, but focusing on them. And then humility, man, you mentioned that. What a humble person she was all of her life. And then the last one we talked about was animals was just simply being a peacemaker, trying to find that peace on this planet that we can't find anywhere else, but through maybe our pets and, and our animals that we have in our midst. What, what's your final takes? I think if anything, you know, Betty White probably taught us all how to laugh. Um, we all like, you know, we talked about that. Like we all need to take things a little less serious. Um, and we will talk about this woman for generations to come. Uh, just she will live on in infamy. And I think that if each day we try to be a little bit kind and laugh at ourselves and, and not take things too seriously, then we will we will be keeping the spirit of Betty White alive. Oh, I couldn't say that any better. Folks, thank you for joining us today on Live a Life by Design. We hope that you find something positive to apply from this episode, not just in your life, but in the lives of those you touch around you. Remember, the world's a big place, but you're a big player in that world. But we couldn't do life without you as you are today, but we can always be bigger, better, and bolder in helping others. And may I just add from Lori and me, rest in peace, Miss Betty White. You of all people have earned it. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton, our intern is Brindley.